0: topic points, what we were going to cover and discuss was, um, mar- so the marketing strategy for for growth for us, because I would imagine, yep. like, we're doing marketing for everybody else, but we're not doing any marketing for ourselves to, like, trump up clients. And then even if we, uh, if most of our marketing right now is really just, like, word of mouth, probably either c- customer referrals yep. or just out, us going out networking and meeting clients, right? Yeah. Okay. So currently, we're only networking and customer networking and customer referrals. Okay. Is, is that because our cash flow is tied up to be able to get any new clients or what's the story? Yeah, most of
1: the time it's definitely cash flow. I'm working on getting some content out on my Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and Facebook pages, mostly just pushing that as much as possible as means of getting new connections. I've got a few people who message me here and there, um, but most okay. of it, I chase my work at the moment. So like, oh, okay. if I see an upcoming business that I see potentially and I see they're not advertising, I'll shoot them a DM on Facebook or shoot them a DM on Instagram, um, let them know how I'm going,
0: ask if I can grab a phone number. Okay. So, so okay, I'm, I'm just writing down the, all the ways that we're initially going about it because I think so if cash flow is the, if cash flow is the issue, then the reality of it is that we're going to need some, some primary we're going to need some investors or something to come in and inject cash flow into that. Or we can start running our own ads for clients. Yeah, we're not really we're not we're not really marketing for ourselves even as a marketing company. We should be doubling down and putting um, a lot of profit from clients directly into running more running more ads to uh, therefore attract more clients. Like you know, we only have a hundred person lead hundred leads of potential clients. We should really, that should be a, a fuckload more.
1: Yeah. I spent our last lot of profit on redoing our website. If you just saw the new website, because okay. the old one was shit if you did the previous. How many clients actually went to your fucking website realistically? Probably not that many. I think, yeah, I think we only got two from our website, to be honest. The rest were okay. Um, emails or cold calls. But then even the ones that didn't go straight to our website, after we gave them our a cold call and email, They'd look at our website to see how, like, reliable or genuine we are and come back to me and say, oh, we saw what was on your website and we'd like what we saw.
0: You know what I okay. mean? yeah.
1: So, like, it so wasn't initially from the website, but they'd always check the website for they always
0: check the website see if you're legit. Okay. Well, the biggest yeah. thing I would imagine now is that most companies are going to start checking the Instagram, LinkedIn, as a way to, like, kind of see if we're legitimate or not. Our website just needs to be, like, functional enough to be able to look somewhat of the part and look legit. Um, yep. One of the things that I did in the past is I just modeled – I actually chose, uh, like, the website – it's funny because if my website was still live, I could have showed you what it looked like. What it looked like. I had mine modeled off of the way that Gary Vaynerchuk had his modeled, where basically, um, if I remember the way it was set up, it was set up where it was like, um, you know, I advertised, like, you know, the, like, kind of like Vayner Talent, which is like the influencer section then it was like the, the, the other, the, this was like, you know, the regular like digital media and digital marketing shit specifically for businesses and brands. And then when they came to the website, there was like a welcome video. And the welcome video was mobile optimized where it would pop up and it'd be like, so it'd be something, I think I saw the video, it was like, it was like, hey, it was like, hey what's up? This is Jay from VSA Entertainment. I'm like, um, and I just kind of gave, I basically was like, you know, you came to the website, you're, you're looking basically for something simple, effectively to, to start selling whatever you have to sell. And I was like, look, what, you know, why should you care about us? You really should. The only thing that makes us different than any of the other competition out there is simply this: we focus on addiction-based marketing. So I just changed even the way that we that we said marketing, and we because I because my background is social sites, so I just was like always pitching that point of. The things that we do differently than everyone else is that we actually take a psychological approach to social media. We look at how do you make your, how do we make sure that we position your brand, your service, or your product in a way that consumers become addicted to it. They therefore fall in love with it because love is the strongest emotion. And when you're in love with something, you will move heaven and earth to therefore get it. And if we can position your product or your service or whatever you have in that light people are going to buy and they're going to continue buying because they're in love with it. So that's what we focus on. And then yeah. it, I kind of explained my background. Like, you know, I've got 14 years in training in social psychology. I've worked in the nightlife industry because I tailored my website to where it was very tailored towards the nightlife industry. I'm like, what we did was we realized there was a change coming in the market. The change was simply it was going to be social media. Social media was killing the way that we were doing things. And because of that reason, we made a split fucking change in that moment saying we need to stop being promoters to add more value to our clients. We need to effectively become marketers, which is mass scale promotion really for you guys. So we do two things for you guys. We handle all the, everything on the back end of your digital platform, your SEO, your YouTube stuff, as well as everything on your digital, um, digital content creation, your list building. And then we actually also supply the in-house team that is your, your, your salespeople that actually are going to be directly in there um, managing and hosting your customer and your clientele. So we're the promoters of the future. So just something simple. like I try to like figure out how to make like my, my 30 seconds into a fucking minute video where it was super, super simple and straight to the fucking point. So then yes. that, when a client saw they were like, oh, let me see what your website is. So when they went to the website, that YouTube video would fucking pop up, and then they would scroll down, and they would see these little, like, these little, like, analytics things where it would be, like, um, it would say, like, um, a hundred, like, you know, a thousand clients served. You know, how, like, a, you know how, like, McDonald's has, like, one billion served? Like, every time they had, like, a new update, it would be, like, a yep. billion served, a billion and one, ten trillion served. Well, it would be the same thing yep. on, on mine where, like, it would, show, it would show, like, it would show, like, things like data analytics, like, and it, it wasn't real, like, actual, factual shit. It just looked cool on the website because it fucking moved. When you hovered over things, it was kind of move. It actually looked very, like, science and very formulary. So then that when we said addiction-based marketing, it was kind of like, oh, these fools, it gave a scientific look. And even the colors and the feel that we used, we made it to look that way. Yep. You know, th- those are just simple things. That I just so when someone popped up and then, you know, it said, if it said something like, um, if they went over, like, uh, you know, introduction, then if they went over, like, of, you know, BSN talent or influencer marketing or whatever that was, it would, a video would pop up and explain shit to them. So they could read it or they could get a video yeah, that I'm, actually explain what's going on.
1: Yeah, I'm working on getting um, some video content for the site going and for the whole business. And also not yeah. just for that, but to train some of my employees because I've got some guys who are getting, they've asked lots of questions and I don't really have time to ask all their questions. So I'm planning on getting yeah. some video content to train them as well. But I was thinking for we sure. could do, like, a training course for businesses. Like, instead of just um, doing their marketing, we could charge them a huge sum where we give them access to our training content and train their, their employees how to do their marketing for them. So in the long term, you we're
0: know we awesome. doing
1: one marketing campaign for them. We could, like, you over time teach them how to what's do it about. themselves. Yeah,
0: that's dope that's dope because we're effectively training them how to like fucking man everything all the techniques and shit that we're teaching them we're effectively being like gary v which how he wrote crush it we're creating trading programs or whatever like you know uh the sasha group or something like everything everything the way honestly the way i'm trying to do things is the way that i saw gary model his shit because it just works like you know good artists copy great artists feel so i'm looking at like how does gary like man how does gary market on social gary does a lot of keynotes i'm like how do we put ourselves in those positions to be able to do that shit so that we start trumping up clients? How do we aggressively put out content to where it attracts more clients? Because there's a friend of mine right now, he's an, he's an accountant. He just got into, like, buying real estate for himself, and he just asked me about creating YouTube videos. And I said, look, I said, you could work on editing by yourself. You can learn all that shit, but here's the biggest process, and this is the thing that we were talking to chat about yesterday. If you don't have a content strategy team behind you to give you the strategy of what you need to do on social, it doesn't matter. Like, I can pump people and say Facebook ads are amazing, Instagram ads are amazing, but if I'm not giving you actual strategy that you're going to implement for your business to grow and to scale, that's great. Like, that doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean shit. You're basically just going, oh, run Facebook ads. Okay, well, what else why do I have to run Facebook ads? Well, you know, you worry about that thing when you get to that point. It's like, no, give them an actual fucking full-on strategy. You want to run Facebook
1: ads, but just saying Facebook ads really doesn't tell the whole story because there's multiple exactly. ways you can run a Facebook ad. And the most efficient way is going to be to get organic interactions on that Facebook ad, so shares and comments, the exactly. new interactions that they have. But that's not always going to be the way it's going to end up. You've got to be able to run one organic interaction ad and then one that's going to be like pay to fucking win, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You've got to run both those ads at the same time to grow as much as possible, grow in two different ways. Exactly. I was actually just saying, um, chart time. you know, do you have chart time over there? I have no idea what that is. Uh, you know what Bubble Tea is? Boba Tea? Yeah. Boba? Yeah, I know what Boba is. I'm actually sitting in the middle of Koreatown. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it's the biggest company in Australia for that is Char Time. Essentially, I just saw one of their ads on Facebook. They weren't even paying to advertise it. It was literally just a shitty meme about um, Bubble Tea. And then it had, I think it had like 2,000 shares on it and over 10,000 interaction. It was an ad, but they literally didn't do anything. But because everyone wanted to share the meme it just got shared around, and then you look at it, and you see it's from char time, now I have to go get some, and it cost fucking nothing, smart. other than their money. That was tips.
0: smart. That was smart. They, yeah. used, they used a fucking meme, to effectively get that many shares, they, and they ran ads, because it. that's just smart. That was really smart. That, yeah. Like, I, that like it may have been kind of dumb to us, but clearly it was good enough, to get some fucking shares out of it. Yeah, that's what I was originally Except, started out doing, yeah. I
1: started out doing meme advertising, business in my mm-hmm. area.
0: That shit works. Um, One of my then, boys creates a, yeah. creates a meme page, for, for companies and shit, and that shit apparently sells. It does. It works wonders because you don't
1: have to spend anything. It. If it's funny enough, and people will share it. As long as you already have a small enough audience or a large enough audience to start sharing it, if it starts getting shared right around, everyone's mm-hmm. just gonna see it, and it costs you nothing. Yeah, you're
0: right. About our business model. So we had a three-tiered package before that we weren't really clear on everything that it offered. So now I think, are we are we gonna are we gonna up are we gonna update our three our three package? I think honestly, I think what we discussed with Chad is gonna be our the standard model of our three pack, three package deal that we offer. Yep. Which is it's so like because yeah it's starter starter influence was it starter influence business influence and then Omni influence yeah okay starter influence business as well Omni influence okay so those are the three packages and then we said the first one this was going to be nine ninety nine the second one was going to be one ninety nine because it came to two k last one was going to be uh, four ninety nine it came to five k and um, and then yep. so let's. And so, all of them, we're gonna have varying de- varying degrees. So the starter, so the starter package, what like we had a bunch of ideas and shit yesterday. But what do we want to what do we want to like really fit into the starter package? You know, because we were talking about the thing yeah. that made us different was gonna be we wanted to focus on things that made us different. So we said, like, opt in text message lists, email list. On top of growing their socials.
1: Yeah, you sort of want just the bare bones for that starter list to encourage them to move up to this one, but like enough so that if they start on the starter,
0: you can convince them to move up to the middle plan. Okay. So should we do? Okay, so we do results. the start. Should should the starter one be, uh, opt in an opt in email list? Uh, well, because I remember it was gonna be it was gonna be what four was it four five videos a five videos a month. Yep. So it was uh so it was uh, uh what was it content strategy, content strategy. Um, then the next one was going to be uh, five videos a month. So a storyboard, storyboard, um, five videos a month, storyboard. Uh, we discussed a backstory for each of them in a backstory video. Yeah, uh, so origin, story, origin story video. And then do, do we want to – I I I remember specifically we were talking about the things that were going to make trip. I know that, that building a list outside of their social media list was going to be huge. Or should we save those for the other tier packages? Maybe save that for
1: the next tier package because you don't want to give them too much and then we can't provide enough higher pricing. Because, like, it's okay. all well and good if we can't charge more for the high package. Like, they're going to okay. pay more than one
0: Okay. And then how many platforms do we work on for them?
1: Um, we're for the we're starter
0: or? Yeah, for the starter. Because, I mean, just growing their platform, is that, like, growing someone's Instagram platform, is that really that valuable at this point? Because at the end of the day, like, if they're going to pay nine ninety nine. To, for growth, like if it doesn't sell or convert, does it really matter? If they're gonna pay a thousand dollars, right? Growth doesn't growth doesn't really help them. Like the end yeah. the name of the game is monetization. So like this like all of this shit, these are all really great ideas that are gonna drive engagement, right? So we're gonna increase their engagement, and we're gonna help them to grow. But We've got to focus on the monetization side of this shit because the monetization side is what really they're all going to care about. They care about, everyone cares about dollars. Yeah, I'm trying to think real so, fast.
1: What can we really do that's not going to cost us a heap of money that's going to get them more guaranteed sales? We could make them a click fund. All right, click fund. So the way I was thinking we could run with that is on each of their social platforms, as they grow, have an opt-in form where they put in their name, email address, phone number, then you send them an email and that email asks them to sign up to win some shitty competition for example um just as an example depending what the platform is and who what sort of influencer they are you enter to win a small giveaway to win that giveaway you must then click a link that turns on their chatbot for facebook so then after that competition
0: ended you can still contact them through that facebook chatbot whenever you want. so the click funnels effectively is for them when they collaborate with bland brands to do a giveaway yeah so we say brand collaboration because I feel like that because that is part of the ClickFunnels.
1: Yeah, or even when they're trying to sell their own products. so say um, one of them releases a book or a clothing line or a new YouTube video. Once they've then signed up for that um, bot, you can just send out that message just like a text message. Um, and they'll get that every, every time you want to send out an automated message. It doesn't take long to set up either.
0: Yeah, I feel like a ClickFunnels thing, that's really, really smart because that's something that is kind of like a part of one of the other lists. But it's still just something very, very basic that can help them monetize. The brand collaboration is going to definitely help with, like, their growth and their engagement. The click funnels is going to help with the streamlining of the process of all this shit. Yeah, I'm just going to double check what
1: ClickFunnels pricing is just for each okay. of these individuals to see if it's viable. ClickFunnels is ninety-seven dollars for the base plan, so we can work with them, ninety-seven dollars per month. Okay. If we're going to charge, if we're going to charge them nine hundred ninety-nine per month, and that's our only expense, you know what? That's easy to exactly. work with. So how
0: much are they going to need to allocate towards their own ads
1: then? Um, what I was working with for my smaller businesses, is I just get them to spend ten dollars a day for a month. Ten dollars a day is no, something that they can
0: normally work. Like when you. Ten dollars a day for a month. Ten dollars a day times thirty days, right?
1: Yeah. So when you say that ten dollars a day, it sounds like nothing, and they can afford that, and it ends up being three hundred dollars, which is decent ad spend.
0: That's so three hundred dollars a month.
1: Yeah, three hundred dollars a month. But when you say that ten dollars a day, it sounds like be easily. Like, oh yeah, I can just take ten dollars out of pocket each day by not buying lunch. You know what I mean? Or not buying a coffee.
0: Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Okay. So, it, this is dope. Okay, so we've got the starter package. Now let's go into business. The business influence package, business influence. It's gonna, it's gonna have the same thing that's in here, right? But what are we gonna? I think the only thing, the only change in the, versus all of these is uh, so it, if for business, isn't that, isn't that eight videos a
1: month? Uh, yeah, something that's about what we discussed, six, eight. Yeah, about two to three a week.
0: Okay, eight videos a month. So it's all the same things: uh brand collaborations. But the next thing here is gonna be with this one because it's it's 2k oh do you do you want to focus towards uh towards email list or text list yeah put a put a big focus
1: towards that maybe a big focus towards both and then if add in that um a bigger focus for facebook chatbot because i think that's where it really is businesses aren't really
0: utilizing facebook chatbots and so most of them really don't even know that it exists what's funny though a lot of businesses are, aren't even using text. I'm going to be really honest with you. And then here's the one. Yeah. Even the ones that are using text, all they're fucking doing is trying to sell shit. I can show you literally every single company that uses like an opt-in text message list and all they ever do is they say, they're, they're literally like this, um, make, a, make a film in a day. Come check out make a film in a day. But they don't give me any – all of their content is just selling. selling sell, none of it actually is adding value in, those, in the text. And I feel like that's the part that's going to be, like, super huge.
1: Yeah,
0: I get it. Yeah.
1: From Domino's each day, and all they tell me is, oh, we've got a new sale on today. Come down and try a new sale. I literally get one every second day. Dude, that
0: shit fucking is so annoying. I'm like, what is wrong with you?
1: Yeah, yesterday, Thursday, Tuesday, Sunday, Friday. So almost every second day. Literally just says, come Uh, down, buy one large pizza, get one.
0: That's fucking, that shit is just, that's just sad. Really fucking sad. Oh, either way, that's what these businesses fucking do. It is what it is. Fuck it. Um. Okay. So then, the, for Omni, so are we are we done with the business? this one is eight videos a month. We're the only the only difference is eight videos instead of five videos. They're still getting a storyboard. They're still getting origin videos. They're still getting Click Funnels. Um. They're they're still getting brand collaborations as well. But this one's going to be eight videos a month. Except now it's going to be uh email uh, email list text opt in text list. And Facebook, and particularly Facebook chat box, is going to be like a big, big focus. And then, so we, okay, all right. And then the last one, are we gonna? So we're gonna, are we gonna do more platforms on the last one, like Snapchat or whatever? Yeah, I was just I, gonna say Snapchat ads. Okay. So Omni Influence is gonna have this one it was it, twelve videos a month. Yep. Twelve videos, and then all the other same things, but it's gonna be what uh, Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat ads. Instagram stories instead of a normal Instagram feed post and Instagram story ads and story ads and story ads. Uh, anything that should, anything else you're thinking of Instagram story ads, Snapchat ads. I'm curious, especially like as a business, if, as a business, if someone's doing like B like B 2
1: B shit, do we know how to do anything on LinkedIn? Um, I, yeah, I've used the LinkedIn advertising platform and their sales navigator. Um, I've had a little bit of success, not as much success um, as with other platforms, but that could just be the brands I was advertising on there. So we could use LinkedIn, if, especially for the omni influence.
0: I think LinkedIn I found their bigger. ads
1: were Go ahead. Yeah, I found that their ads were slightly more expensive, but
0: that I I know how to use their platform. Okay. What about what about even like YouTube? Because doesn't YouTube have a thing where it's called something like called pre-roll? So what you can do with it is that you can if so if somebody was just. Uh, if somebody was just like like looking like looking at something whatever on YouTube that now you can run an ad directly towards them because you know they're interested in that on like one of the other videos yeah yep that's done through the Google ad system but yeah true youtube and i also forgot I that somewhere I else keep forget, i keep i keep forgetting the the, oh, the was it geo filter see i'm wondering i'm wondering honestly with the geo filter shit honestly should we incorporate that into everything and that's not even mentioned like People are just people are just going like, how the fuck are you get these crazy results and like, like that's that little like, ar- that little arsenal piece that we got that like no one knows that <laughs> it's the geo the geo geofencing.
1: Yep, we I still didn't get much information about how when we're gonna get access to that and how we're using it. I've been
0: trying. I've been trying to get on the fucking phone with Ben. Ben's been a yeah, that's alright. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah,
1: once we get a hold of it
0: for sure, we'll just throw that out to everyone if, as long as it's not too complicated. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, we'll fucking. I think so we got so we got down our three fucking tier packages that we fucking run with all the time since we've got I'm a thinking for that top now. tier as well for that top yep. tier to
1: make it slightly more interesting because there's not really that much difference what if you did like a 3d model for a Snapchat lens for as well so not just Snapchat ads but like a Snapchat 3d lens Snapchat 3d lens and then you lens? could print out yeah and then they could like print that code out and put it in one of their leaflets and like you flip over the back of their leaflet scan that code and then it's got like a so 3d mean, lens almost you like... I don't know what that I don't know what that is, but
0: I'll add it. I don't know. I have no idea what that is at all on
1: Snapchat. I have to look that up and see what
0: it looks like because I have no idea what that is. Yeah. You know when you like,
1: open the Snapchat app and you hold down the screen and you get those
0: fucking lenses and then it's like AR? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah,
1: sort of like one of those.
0: Oh, you're talking about the, the uh, custom, Snapchat, custom Snapchat lenses or whatever. You can even use those for yeah. events. Yeah. Like if Coachella's doing something, you can use a, a custom Snapchat lens or whatever. Just to let people know that it's specifically just for Cella and just for that fucking event. So like brands can use that specifically during an activation. Like it can be like yeah. at the Bumble tent or whatever, or like um, uh, yeah. Because I, if I remember correctly, something was with, with Facebook. Facebook's been doing this. Like when so say if you have an if you create an event page on Facebook, right? When you create the event page, it um when you create the event page, when the event starts going on, people can upload content directly to the event. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Like that's yeah. something that's amazing. So like if you do a pop-up and, and it's an event on Facebook, people can literally start sending fucking content that is checked into that event, which is amazing because then you're just getting digital content directly from the audience. Like you can't just Instagram.
1: Even, yeah. And then you could use Snapchat to like say. Everyone's on Snapchat when they go to a festival. Open up that Snapchat lens, and it says, head over to our Facebook page now to win a free such and such. You know what I mean? And then they head over to your your Facebook 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 page. The people that you've got on your Snapchat, you just moved them from Snapchat directly to Facebook. Exactly. And it took no effort at all. Exactly. Exactly. Just just a quick filter. And I've got some templates that I can use. So I can get those smashed out in few minutes each. That's fucking dope. Cause I know yeah. that
0: even with like like how does how does um, how does Snapchat lenses work? Like if I was going to One Oak or whatever, like One Oak Thursdays, and like don't not Snapchat have a feature where like people can come interact? It can, it can come interact with like a location or whatever. Like I forgot there's something like there's something like that with Snapchat. They've got all these all these like little cool hacks and shit that are really interesting.
1: Yeah, so they've got um
0: you can make portals now, so you can
1: hold up your phone and like walk through a portal and explore a different way to view the shop you're in for instance um nice they've got heaps of different cool ones you can even play games now in ar with snapchat lenses i'm still working out how to get that done properly i did a little bit of software yeah. design but i'm trying to work with that so i can make a game <laughs> for one of my clients
0: nice yeah
1: because uh, I- everyone everyone's on snapchat
0: yeah you not you're not lying about that you, it's funny because people think that over here in the states people go oh, like snapchat's dead and i'm like dude snapchat ads are fucking cheap when you go to a festival you don't open your camera app you open the
1: snapchat app to record video
0: most people over here, they do, they oh, they go out to Instagram, out to Instagram stories. Uh, over here, it's different, dude. Over there, Snapchat's like boom yeah. Over here, dude, Snapchat, yeah, Snapchat, uh, Instagram has been fucking, you know, everyone, even YouTube, that has YouTube stories. Oh, we don't have that over here, right? Eh? Over here, we don't have um, YouTube stories, and no one uses Instagram stories. It's only rubbish on Instagram stories. That's funny, dude. That's crazy, though. It's which big means, Snapchat, cheap. Think about it, dude. Running, Insta- running Instagram ads over fucking there probably is hella cheap. You know why? Because nobody's doing it over there. Over here, Snapchat's underpriced. Over there, Instagram's underpriced. Yeah. And there's an audience there for sure. People just know how to take advantage yeah. of the audience that's going to be there. Um, well, if no one over there is
1: ads you know snapchat you're like the first company doing it over there so you're already ahead of the competition
0: you don't exactly. have to compete in
1: that marketplace exactly and
0: that means we got the, the pa-
1: big price is lower
0: for the ads oh for sure because there's yeah. not there's not there's not too much demand in the market so because there's no demand i can just get them for really cheap while nobody's even there yep okay so okay so I've, we've got the pack we've got the packages down which is great so now we can now we can just move forward on that uh the next, I think that so the next, the next point we were looking at is bi- like business plan wise. Okay, what was your original vision for the company? Like when you started this marketing company, what was your original vision?
1: Um, my vision was to hopefully be able to quit my job one day um, and be able to do something different that no one else was doing in the industry. I wanted to sort of create the industry I was working in instead of compete in the industry I was working in.
0: So an innov uh, start, there was innovative, innovative company.
1: Yeah, I wanted to innovate and create my industry. Because like, there was no real growth over the last few years. Ads get boring. You sort of see an ad and you go, oh, it's an ad. I remember when, if you play many mobile games, I remember when the first interactive ads came out and you could play the demo of the game on those smartphone ads. Yeah. That was heat dope when it first came out. And then um everyone would sit there and play the ads instead of play the game. But then that sort of got over-flooded and that market got flooded. And now it's boring. I want
0: another wave where it's something I you've seen an ad and you go, oh shit! I want to play around with. It. I want to see yeah. what this ad instead of just skipping it. I 100% agree with the innovative side, which is one of the things for me that that's that one of the. Someone actually, when I because originally I tried to start a market, I started a market agency like like a few years back, and they asked me to be and said, you know, what type of agency would you want to own? And I said, I'm like, I want an agency that's innovative. I want an agency that's on the cutting edge of everything that's coming out before everyone else catches up to it. Uh, particularly because I spent years as a promoter. And because of those years I spent as a promoter, what happened was I kept seeing in my industry particularly that people kept doing things the old way and they kept doing things the slow way. And I kept saying digital marketing is going to come and have a tremendous impact on nightclubs. And people said why? I said simply because of this. I said Logan Paul would be a better promoter than me simply because he has attention and awareness at scale. He's got a brand. If he were to become a promoter tomorrow, Everywhere he would show up would become the new hotspot, simply just because of who he is. If he vlogged inside of a nightclub, he will put that nightclub on the map. And these nightclubs don't really get that. They don't really get they should let these vloggers come in with their cameras to effectively vlog there. They should let them film their vlog sets at their location because what happens is is that by then it's kind of like if a nightclub allows the influencer to film inside of its location, it's literally product placement for the nightclub without ever having to actually do a product placement ad. Yeah, it costs them nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's like if the is like, Hey, let me throw my birthday here, they give the influencer the place for free. Why? Because the influencer is just gonna go ahead and drive sales at the fucking bar, but if you make the party about the influencer, because his ego is involved, he's gonna likely be really willing to collaborate with you and he's more likely to show up again because of the fact you're willing to work with him. So if you're the one venue that's allowing these influencers who are the new celebrities and celebritants to be the people that film that use your venue and you're giving it out for free. Say if you're if you're hosting influencer seminars at your fucking nightclub, your nightclub becomes the hub for you to create that list. So, every, so and it keeps you trendy and relevant because everyone that's trendy and relevant comes to your venue. So like other venues that aren't doing this, that are just still focusing and catering towards Dave Chappelle and that are catering towards the um, the the Tigers of the world. Taiga's not really an influencer. Like, the way I look at it, like, tiger's not relevant in culture. But, like, that girl, Bad Bad D, was relevant in culture. Takashi 6 9 for a period of almost, yeah. like, a year, year and a half, that's what was trending in culture everywhere. He was hacking culture. He was starting a bunch of fucking beef and shit, but that beef was trending. He was always on the fucking first uh, post up on Instagram. And I was going, damn, this is literally like a magazine. This dude was always in the fucking tabloids. Because I was looking at Instagram like the tabloids. Like, he's in the tabloids, which means... If he's in the tabloids, he's getting the most attention at scale, which means he's what everyone's going to be talking about and what's going to be relevant to people talk about in culture and what people are going to be discussing. So, like, you as a business discussing those things because it means you have your pulse on what's trending and relevant, and that's what I was saying. Yes. So, with that being said, I realized as a promoter, I'm like, I, I understand how to, build, how to build out a party. I understand that you need hot girls, good-looking guys. You need people that have clout to brand a party, because once you brand the party, you're going to attract the best people and the highest and biggest spending clients because of the brand of a venue. But what people tend to forget, especially nightclubs, attention just moves. Back in the day, we had no way of tracking someone's influence. It was just simply when they showed up somewhere, they were always in movies and TV, and they always got all the airtime. So whoever got the most airtime was the person that was the most trendy and relevant. Here's the problem. With Instagram, the world has become flat now. You've got to work as a celebrity to effectively become trending in culture. You've got to work to be on their magazine platform. You've got to grow your own following. Instagram doesn't really help you to grow your own following within its platform or within its infrastructure. If you think about it that way, you have to have a marketing company effectively be able to build you into a person that would be the, the Calvin Klein cover model, would be the celebrity that's being talked about in culture. Because if you can build that for yourself within that audience, you now are Vogue. Tiger could be Vogue magazine. Kylie could be Variety Fair or Vanity Fair because all, all they were, they just had, you know, GQ basically got a loyal uh, subscription reader, reader to read their shit over and over again, and then they effectively would sell them shit because they had an audience, and they made their money through big advertising. You as the influencer, all you're doing is building a list. That's it. You're building a list of, of loyal people that are subscribing, that are watching you, and because they're watching you, That's what gives you influence. Back in the day, you couldn't track people's influence. Now you can track influence. You can actually track weight. You can actually track real engagement. You can track how much clout they really have. We've got digital analytics to allow us to know if you're relevant or if you're not, if you're falling off, if you're losing popularity in the polls.
1: I sort of want to move back to your point you made about um, popular culture and how um, being in Instagram makes you the popular culture. I have to
0: ask, are we recording this?
1: Yeah, we are. Go oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, it's going to be, a,
0: be an amazing fucking anchor podcast. Nice little
1: plug. <laughs> Moving Yo, back to um, right, cool. our point about um, being Instagram and being pop culture, what most older generations miss and what I focus on as a younger generation, I hate using the term, but meme culture is really, really strong in- indicator about what's popular and what's not going to be popular. If you look exactly. back at it, when you watch Little Nas' Old Town Roads, his song was absolutely nothing until it ended up on TikTok. And it went viral on TikTok. Exactly. If, you, exactly. if you think back about when Harambe got shot, it was nothing until it got picked up on Instagram and people started making memes about it. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. Do you remember like... And then those Donald memes Trump get shared Trump Trump. around because they're funny. Look at Donald Trump. His, his election.
0: Exactly. Bro, it, he it was... He was a nobody people,
1: until he became the meme.
0: Thank you. People literally were sitting there going, oh, like... People say, how did Donald Trump win the election? I said he had the most attention at scale. I said, are you kidding me? He had the 14. most near exposure of any fucking candidate. Nobody gets yeah. that. Like, pe- here's the thing. When the thing is, the though, call, I can't.
1: Go ahead. I can't walk into a meeting and say to a business, uh, I can't say to a board of directors, a board of directors, you need a fucking meme because they'll look at me and they'll laugh. They, they'll be fucking exactly. and brought it up. Yeah, exactly. But it's the only way to become relevant at the moment with a younger generation. Is that exactly. shit spreads like wildfire because meme pages steal memes, and other meme pages steal it that is. meme pages memes, and it just spreads like wildfire. I've made here's what, here's, uh, memes for yeah. businesses, and I've yeah. seen them reappropriated and stolen fucking years later. I've seen one stolen, that I saw I made two years ago. saw it today. Yeah,
0: just, here, you know what's funny about what you're saying about, like, meme culture, which is making me think? Have you ever read the book The Tipping Point? I always use this book because no, it, it's the most underrated book possible, but it explains marketing so well.
1: I don't think I have yes, read no. it.
0: Okay, so the no. book The Tipping Point so, is by this, by, by this social psychologist named Malcolm Gladwell. He actually is a journalist. And in is the that, book, the tipping point. Go ahead. Is that the
1: same book where they talk about if a butterfly um, makes a tree fall over in a forest? Did the tree really fall over? Is that the same book?
0: No, no. I think I think that's nope. what the what, that's what, what the dog saw. All right. So so this so the tipping point is my favorite book on one is one of my favorite books on marketing. I've got like five core tenant books that like. Have taught me everything about marketing and that's all i ever look at for like all of my marketing or, or how i think about marketing because it's psychology it's fundamental human psychology if people don't get that marketing is psychology they're always going to make decisions they're going to get they're going to get here's the problem this is a, i i want this i'm glad this is recorded because i want people to really i want to make this shit fucking emphatically clear marketing is psychology it effectively is simply this real investment is getting people to spend money getting people to take actions that cost them a lot. The most valuable thing in the world is time. It's not money. It isn't sex. It's time because time is the one resource you can't steal. You can't make more of it. There's nothing you can do at all to acquire more time. You can only learn to effectively use it and to streamline it so that you can effectively get more out of the time that you already have. But 24 hours is always running, always. With that being said, that is the tenet of how I think about marketing. I did a previous video where I talked about the power of investment because that's how I think about marketing. People wonder why do you why do I think about the content on social media the way I do because I'm thinking about it from the tenet of investment. I'm thinking in my head how do I reverse engineer investment on social media, and then my campaign strategy is everything I do is to garner and to continue to cycle investment and using operants and classical or pavlovian conditioning to condition my end consumer to invest that is it if you want to boil down how i think that it's operate in pavlovian conditioning for investment that's why i call addiction-based marketing simple very very simple now it is and most businesses don't say that's the problem they don't they're looking at all these random numbers they're looking at impressions and i'm like and impressions are simply potential reach i'm like bro Impressions to me are like mere exposure. I know that impressions don't really mean shit because here's the reality of impressions. Here's what people tend to forget. Just because you saw something once doesn't mean you were fully paying attention when you saw it. Number one. Number it two, only can you say it you again. Have, you have to, back in the day, uh, they, they, in mirror, so mirror, the, I, the mirror exposure effect is a term in psychology. They get it from advertising. It's a term of idea of getting sticky. And it's basically this, when the more times you're exposed to a stimulus, the more comfortable and the more preferable the stimulus becomes because you've seen it so often. So on average, it used to take in the past three to seven times to see something in order for you to remember it. Here's the problem, though. Those studies were done in the early 50s when TV was just coming out. So, you, so basically, repetition was a way that they used to go ahead and beat something and drum it into your head because that was the way of doing it. The problem was that now with all the digital advertisement, it's hard to get your message across. In a way that sticks in someone's mind simply because of this people are being having their attention pulled in 17 to 18 different directions and people's notifications are going off on their phone all the time so like all of people's marketing needs to really be focused towards that phone and for and focused towards that platform on that phone because people's attention is, is garnering getting stronger there by the fucking day instagram and facebook have, are making their algorithms to be addictive as possible so you've got to learn how to use these platforms these these platforms these app on these platforms within the digital device to effectively do your marketing. I would put take all of my money out of every other like pop up or interaction and I'd put it all into fucking on that cell phone. I would dive so hard into that simply because I understand the power of addiction, which is why I understand why digital is so powerful. Why I understand yeah, people and should why put would... all their money into fucking Facebook, all their money into fucking Instagram. And people are like, I don't get yeah. it. I'm like Bro, you should look at the Dude, if you want to see how much time you spend on Instagram, open, look at the new update on your iPhone, and when it says screen time, and it shows you how much time you spend hours per day on your fucking mobile phone.
1: I'll pull mine up now, and I'll tell you what mine says.
0: Bro, I can pull mine up, and it tells you what's on mine. I'm going, if an advertiser wanted to get to me, he better get to me to my fucking phone, because I'm not using a laptop.
1: Oh, I've had mine turned off, so I can't even tell you what mine says, because I don't want to know. Uh, I'll be able to tell you next week. All right, well, then, no worries. I know mine was 13 hours of screen time. Fuck, that's crazy. And the thing is, though, this is why TV ads don't work anymore because you watch a TV ad, you're not watching that ad, you're looking at your phone. And especially now that we can pre-record our TV shows and then fast-forward straight. Thank you, Yeah, we've got impressions on those ads. Those ads have impressions, but that doesn't mean anyone was paying attention. I was looking at my iPhone. Thank you. Most people,
0: like, I would run ads on Netflix. I'd run ads on Netflix, mobile optimized. You know why? Because most people, when they're sitting at work and they're bored, you know what they're fucking doing when they want to stream the game? They're watching Netflix
1: at work. Yeah, that's what um, one of their competitors did. One of their competitors, they have a free plan now, but instead of you paying, you just watch ads. I can't remember who it was
0: seeing that like that that is just um, that's amazing like that's free i'm gonna sense like guerrilla marketing off of netflix platform yeah that's what i don't think people get like i saw dj Khaled. he, he had the billboard today and it said he was his his uh his his album was released on, was on uh not apple music but uh, but uh but uh amazon music i said fuck damn Khaled just got his whole album released on fucking on uh, on uh on amazon music i'm like bro that tells me everything that tells me Amazon is stepping into fucking iTunes territory hard. Because now they're getting I mean, big-name fucking the next artists big to drop yep. on Amazon. Which basically, they, made, they say, hey, exactly. we're going to pay you more in royalties to come here. And
1: then one big, one big name goes to bloody Amazon. Everyone's going to want to be on Amazon. That's, That's all it what takes, I'm saying, one dude. big
0: name, and everyone's going to follow it. That's what I'm saying. And dude, when Amazon went, dude, look at it like this. like The fact that like, Amazon owns fucking Twitch. 960 million million purchase, dude. That I was the would best be person they could on make. Amazon. Yeah, and if
1: I could, I would be listening on Amazon because I have an Amazon Echo. I have, I have a handful of Amazon devices. Only thing is, they don't have the music library that I need at the moment to listen on device. Yeah, that's that's the only reason why I have Spotify. If Amazon had the big names, yeah. I'd be on Amazon. Better pricing, yeah. better
0: services, better capabilities. Yeah. Just the names. Yeah, and that, that's what I'm saying. Once they once once Amazon able to brand itself with those big fucking name players, it's a wrap, dude. Everyone's jumping there because, and here, because Amazon's creating a closed-circuit system where effectively they're able to do this. You come to Amazon for your music, your grocery shopping, your business purchases, credit lines, and then eventually it's going to be your fucking market. They're creating a full 360 lifestyle for everything that you fucking need. You need everything for business? Fuck Office Depot. Come to Amazon. We've got to beat their fucking rate. We beat their rate. Provides you better fucking customers. Yeah, and because you you have a prime account, we're gonna give you even more fucking discounts. Oh, you need is your grocery shopping? We partner with Whole Foods. I'm like, they're buying up bricks and mortars fucking businesses to effectively just squeeze the fuck out of the competition.
1: Yeah, and at the end of the day, my Amazon device can do everything that any other device can do and more. It literally means I need one company to do everything. I wanna take a shower, I say Amazon, turn the turn the sh- turn the lights on in the shower. I, I, I I'm in the shower. You know what I can do in the shower Thank now? You. Talk to my Amazon device and order my food. I get it. And then at- tell my Amazon device to go turn the kitchen on, and I start cooking.
0: That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, what's crazy, like, even – I've been playing around with an with, with Alexa skill set just because I was like, you know what? Let me see what this Alexa skill set is about. And I was like, wait a minute. You're developing like, – like, they're de- having you developing a legitimate Alexa skill where, like, you can, like, take a real estate on that space. I'm like, that's kind of scary because I'm like, I can de- – I definitely see – they're becoming a marketing platform, especially with the way that you saw the post I posted about uh, the Amazon uh, Amazon, influ- or Amazon like affiliate influencer thing. I know exactly what play that was. I saw that. I'm like, I see what you niggas are doing. Yeah. You're taking the cloud from the influencer, giving them an e-commerce store to fucking sell their shit. They don't even need to go to Shopify. They can go right to Amazon and just put all their shit because Amazon going to do all their fucking fulfillment. I'm even
1: thinking now. For our clients, we could literally make an Amazon um, application for our clients, where they don't even have to open up their phone to see how many interactions they got today. Just ask Alexa how many interactions they got today. That's going to save so much time, because an influencer lives a busy lifestyle. Literally just walk into the room, Alexa, how many interactions did I get today? They get told how many interactions they get, and they walk out. They don't have to pick up their phone. Don't have to turn on their internet. Don't have to do anything.
0: Yeah, dude, I think that that's something that's something definitely we need to look into because I think that can be something to be added into the package because like those are things that no one's really looking at like you know marketing off those platforms especially if we can, if we can effectively do it it because you know it's funny you know it's funny with it what's really interesting with with Amazon or not Amazon but but uh, Instagram. Did you see the update that Instagram did where they what they allowed you to do is you can actually, so you can put up a photo and have the clothing that you're wearing in that photo. You can say like buy Boohoo or by Pretty Little Thing and you can actually put yeah, a price that. tag the price tag number. So like say if I wanted to go buy something for my boy Andre Emery, right? And it's like Andre Emery official. He can literally have a uh, he can literally have his his whole jumpsuit or whatever he's selling. He can have the price someone can click on that and it's gonna show the actual fucking price. And it's gonna drive them directly from there to their e commerce store to effectively go buy. So I'm like, no, effective people are able to purchase through fucking Instagram. So Instagram is becoming a marketplace platform. Yeah, you see this $7 soda? I see the it being like a, big, a
1: big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Because yeah. if I'm
0: already getting, if I'm already watching your content, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about a fucking Sprite and I click on the video or whatever and it fucking, and it's got, it's got the, the tag in the fucking video of I can go here and now go check out Sprite and go buy it, purchase the fucking Sprite. All within one platform. And then over there in the States, included. you guys have
1: 60-minute delivery. Yeah. You guys yeah. have 60-minute delivery now over in the States in some places through Amazon. You can see something you want to buy, right? Um, and yeah. then you're getting ready for your party. You see on Instagram, oh, look at that mad dress, right? Click buy during exactly. 60 minutes. You don't have to leave the house. You're just scrolling through Instagram. Exactly. That, that better be something exactly. they incorporate into their service. 60-minute delivery times on all purchases. Fucking crazy, man.
0: I'm crazy fucking shit. Um, we don't get that luxury in Australia. That's why you gotta move to the fucking States got I moved to the fucking States, man. Um, Two to three days delivery time over here. That's terrible. I'm so spoiled over here. Shit, dude. <laughs> it's sad.
1: Yeah, I feel like I still live in like the 1960s, eh? Could be worse. You could be living in the 1940s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that would put me out of a job. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because fucking there was you had to, you'd have to fucking ab- like advertise like through like TV and radio and just be sitting there going Heinz, behind baked beans, and bullshit like that. Oh, <laughs> that's how it was in I'm the good old about. days. Those were the good old fucking days, man. So, oh, so this is one of the things I was thinking about. Okay, in terms of the near future, here's something. So, this is something that I've been thinking about when I was talk when I was talking about the idea of having an actual talent management arm of the company. I really have been thinking about that because something that I've been seeing coming, but for, and I told, I told someone else this a while back, but I don't think, you know, people are really seeing at this. If you're, the, if you're the influencer, right, and you're too lazy to go sit at the table and negotiate a brand deal for yourself because you lack business savvy, right, so like, you know, I had an ex-girlfriend, she, she didn't even know how to make a fucking pitch deck. Um, to sit in front of uh, uh, advertisers and or to sit in front of brands and know how to negotiate with them, and I'm just going, that's why you're only getting free shit. and You ain't getting no money because you don't even know who you what your numbers are on your audience. I was like, you need to know those numbers because that's what makes you valuable. Who's actually following you? What's their demographic? Uh, how much money do they have or income they? Or you need to know you need to know that information because that's very valuable to a company. And she was like, oh okay, and like she's still posting content and shit, but I bet a dub. She her con, her her following may have grown a little bit. But I would imagine she probably hasn't done any more fucking major collaborations. She hasn't really been focusing on having a strategy for her growth. She's been relying on the agency that she's uh, she signed by to do most of her marketing. And the thing is, the agencies, you know what's crazy? Here's what no one gets. I love models, particularly for this reason. The agencies are fucking stupid that work with them. Like, every agent that I know, they're dumb. They just have clients that are willing to book these girls, but the thing that none of these agents understand or know is the digital space. And I'm sitting there going, you know, if a, di- if, if, if a modeling agency – imagine if you're, a mar- if you're a marketing company. You could effectively become a modeling agency. You'd be the new modeling agency in the future. Why? Because not only are you able to book the girl with a job, but you can build her from nothing to an actual fucking star that's able to be monetizable. Because think about, if you think about why someone hires a model – like an atmosphere model or whatever it is, it's for product placement to effectively get clients to interact and to potentially buy that. You see them do that with art gallery shows. You see them do it with like exotic car shows. You see them do it with um, with like liquor, particularly like atmosphere models. But what if all those atmosphere models actually had a following, right? And then you were able to leverage the atmosphere models that you have for an effective marketing campaign that was able to sell shit. So it's like you go to like Infinity's launch, for one of their new cars, and the atmosphere models that are the, or the trade show models that are there actually have a fucking following. So they're being paid to be there as a fucking brand ambassador, but you're running a, can, a collective campaign with those girls to effectively sell shit because you know that those models are into car shit. They are legit fucking trade show models that specialize in that demographic and their audience is fucking a, a primary and ready-to-buy market of males.
1: That are yeah, that way you're paying them and they're going to bring their clients with them. They're going to bring their audience with them. So Thank you. Can you I make it a double, that, double sale? A double win?
0: I see that being the near future of the modeling industry. I see that as a very 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 near future that you can't just be a model anymore who's got a pretty face. Fuck that. You now You initially just took the words right out of my right mouth. People. Yeah. You need to be a model that has actual following that can sell shit. This is why people have been wondering like there's a friend of mine she uh she was just featured in this campaign with guests, and I still remember yes. her. And I crack on, her and I go, "This girl's not a model. Sure, she should not even look like one. But they, I know that they brought her on for fucking awareness and to be able to sell shit. And they did I think the Alexander Pline show that they had, I think a year and a half ago in New York. What was interesting is what I saw was this. I saw that the, the, it was like, um, I think it was, a, it was a Cameron Dallas or somebody that was featured in the show, and they allowed them to walk on the catwalk. And I go, they're trying to brand themselves with cool people that have relevance on social media to revive New York Fashion Week because it's slowly dying out, because it's losing attendance. Yeah. So they're trying to revive it to a the younger generation thing, by using influencers to do it.
1: Yeah. The other thing that I say that influencers forgetting about is how valuable Instagram um, LinkedIn connections are. Um, they really forget that having good relevant LinkedIn connections is the key to growing. Like if you have, on LinkedIn, you've got, like, a few thousand different agencies, a few different businesses, models, and they see what you're posting through LinkedIn. because so that's the number one way to make a business deal and a business connection is through LinkedIn. Patrick has 30,000 exactly. LinkedIn connections. If yeah. I need something, yeah. Yeah. I say, Patrick, do you
0: know someone who can do this? And he goes, sure, let me just check my LinkedIn. And he
1: Nine times out of ten, he finds someone.
0: Here's what's funny. So, all these models are so focused on Instagram. I like All these influencers are so focused on Instagram and just being good on that platform that they're not realizing that they're a bit what's the point of you growing an audience it's effectively become a business or become a marketing agency right so shouldn't you have connections on linkedin with brands i say how stupid it is that they don't use it but until i started
1: this role i didn't know what linkedin was either until patrick told me and then he goes i've got thirty thousand connections look what i can do he made three messages and got three people in contact with me to help start up my business develop my website and all that rubbish literally he had everyone on linkedin um, he's wow. even more bloody the news anchors in Australia. He's yeah, that's everyone.
0: amazing. That's exactly like that's why I, I, because you're it's, B2, it's, B2, it's B2B connections, dude. Yeah, you're able to drop articles there drop content or particularly video content that's there that's viable for, for people in that network and then now people start fucking following you because you become a thought leader.
1: He made a post a few months back and it had like 70,000 likes on it. He doesn't have any marketing skills. He didn't he wasn't pushing a sale. He wasn't doing anything. He just made a post 70,000
0: likes. was crazy. That had to be some good content.
1: Yeah. He was just talking about his day and what the weather was like in Sydney that day. It was, it was crazy how fast it went crazy. And that's what really woke
0: me up. And I was like, wow, this is a platform that i need to be This using. is a platform that's under fucking utilized. That's something that's so interesting to think about because, like, my mind is always thinking about building a list of these, like, high-value people. I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, you know, the reason that you want to start building up a platform on these digital, like, in the digital space, is simply this when you meet people people always wonder like you know like why is it like if i had my way i'd be super active on social i I, i'd be the most aggressively active person on social if i if i really was able to do it or had like a team behind me because i would literally be thinking in my head i'm like okay how do i how am i going to grow my network and get them to engage for the long run because i'm like i'm addicted to power and, and and to be able to really persuade people i know for me i would be so bullish I have my own opt-in email list. I have my own opt-in text list. I have my own opt-in chatbot list. And what I would do is every time I drop content, I literally – and this is fun. This is something I was talking to my boy about. I would be sending out links to my content in my text, in my DMs, in my chatbot messages because I wouldn't rely on Instagram's notification to let my audience know that I went live. I would be sending the content directly to them and letting them know that i have gone live, and then if they missed it, then they would get a notification that it's been it's just uploaded to Anchor podcast or it was just updated it was just it just got some a teaser just got posted on fucking Snapchat because then that way I'm using all these different platforms to alert people outside of Instagram to what I'm doing and then now they're all going to go fucking tune in and those texts are going to effectively drive my engagement outside of just what Instagram is doing for my views yeah cuz i can and put I'm the doing link the same. directly in the text
1: yeah I'm doing the same thing day in, day out. I'm on my social media. It's not something. My, my missus hates it. But to be honest, I'm making new content every second of the day. I'm finding new ways to engage a new audience. I'm finding what's growing and what's dropping on social media. So I can stay up to date and post something new every day that's going to be trendy. New, you're staying as a new, fucking new. practitioner. You're not a,
0: you're, not, you're not a theorist.
1: You're a practitioner.
0: That's yeah, I've got to stay
1: is. relevant as much as possible. My missus hates it. But exactly. It's the only way to
0: do what we do. Dude, you have... People wonder how we can talk with authority about this shit if it's because we fucking sit there 15, 16 hours a day just watching social. I watch Snapchat. I watch Instagram. I look at the content creators. I pay attention, and I look for patterns in what they're posting and their ad copy and the times they fucking post and the graphics and the way that it fucking looks and how many fucking comments come from that. and, And, like, like. I started seeing who was trendy on social media. Like the biggest, you know, something big that I figured out that everyone that no one really understood on social media. The biggest platforms, or, or or not the platforms, the biggest people on social actually don't post any of their own content. They actually post other people's content. So, and I'm like, that's interesting. Like Frankie's bikinis uses a lot of user generated content. Um, you know, uh, uh, basic bitches or uh, or or. Uh, uh, what's the one? I can, see her in I can see her face right now. Her name is like Violet Benson. She does post user-generated content and then expresses her opinions like a media company. And I'm going, oh, my God. She's acting like a news outlet. She's not even. This is not even her shit. She's just commenting on it, creating commentary. And from the commentary, people are tuning into her network. And I'm going, she's using user-generated content and just expressing her opinions. And people are saying, what type of content should I post? I'm like, bro, let your audience give you the content, the comment. Yeah. Because then you're going to really have your pulse all uh, your finger on the pulse of culture because the audience member is telling you everything you need to know to effectively keep them engaged and interested.
1: Um, so I've, I might have to wrap this phone call up shortly, but have we got any other key points that
0: we need to discuss? Um, oh, I think, you know, the, I think in terms of the long-term vision, the long-term vision, I definitely, I definitely want to focus on having uh, the talent management side of what we do because I see yeah. that coming as like, I like a ton of bricks, dude. That's, that's something that like that's going to be the new emerging thing. because you can keep reaching out to small businesses but like being an influencer is the new, is the new thing in the future but because all these people are kids and they have no business savvy it's like a perfect market to like capitalize it because like ty lopez he's talking about like digital marketing right so you know that everyone's small businesses are going to get really tapped out right in terms of businesses that you can work with for their marketing right but if you start focusing on doing um like artist management, influencer management, growth uh growth hacks and then the monetization of their platform, nobody's really tapping that market. Nobody's tapping yeah, going after th- fucking influencers to help them grow on their multiple platforms and getting them the brand deals and helping them to effectively not sure monetize their platform.
1: I'm not sure if that's because they don't wanna spend the money, but even if that's the case, they've gotta to be told and they've gotta be made aware that if you don't spend the money you're gonna be made around anyone
0: are gonna, your, gonna lose is your, gonna your get ahead of you straight away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I know people that have put money in Instagram, and, and their audience has fucking grown. It has grown tenfold. And I'm going, I keep telling them like, why are you not spending money on ads? Like, it just makes, like, it, I hope you realize that there's another thing is organic engagement. You need to utilize both organic and fucking paid ads. You have to. You have to set of how to ads So those paid ads are going
1: to bring you more organic ads.
0: Exactly. Those paid ads are going to bring you more
1: organic views in the end. Because someone's going to exactly. see your profile, and then they're going to share your profile. And then you get those paid and organic shares.
0: I think people tend to forget that Instagram only shows 10% of your audience your content, which means that like you have a whole 90% that isn't even seeing it. Yeah. I know for a fact that's the truth because you know when I go to when I go to DM people on Instagram, you know it only it shows me my recents, it shows me my favorites, and it shows me people through A through Z, but my my following is like right around I think like like 3,000 people follow me, right? Yeah, so 3,000 people follow me, yep. but only fucking 100 people um, are showing up as people I can fucking DM directly, that means that Instagram has actually locked off on who I can message. Yeah, and
1: that's sort of like a million. Followers. I don't understand but like, just because you have got a million followers doesn't mean a million people is what you're posting. That's why you're that's only getting 10,000 likes per
0: post, not a million likes. Thank you. Thank you. And th- that that that, ex- that should literally like be very sobering for people to wake the fuck up because here's the thing. YouTube's doing the same thing. People that start following you end up unfollowing you. So they want you to run ads effectively to keep your following. I don't think people get it. If you don't run ads, you're going to lose your following. Facebook
1: made an auto-unsubscribe feature. Now, if you don't interact with someone's content for many weeks, you auto-unsubscribe. I don't think people realize that YouTube's been doing this.
0: They try
1: to keep it really low-key, but I watch everything that shows up in the media. I get email notifications Mm. of what's going on, and that's what YouTube's been doing. That's why everyone, all of a sudden, people were losing heaps of subscribers. They're like, where are our subscribers going? YouTube was
0: auto-unsubscribing people who haven't been staying active. That's what I say. It's addiction-based marketing. They're trying to focus on this. If no one's engaging with your shit, they clearly don't care. Let's unsubscribe them.
1: Yeah, which I feel is their place, but I mean, yeah, I feel like it's not their place, but they're doing it for a good reason, I guess.
0: Uh, Because they don't want to spam their audience. You have to think about it. YouTube, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook – are only built off one thing, user-generated content. They've got attention at scale, and then they monetize by advertising. So if, if they have a vested interest of, one, making sure ads only show up to people who genuinely are genuinely interested in that and needs to be good ads, number two, the people that are on their platform, they need to be seeing content as relevant, as they interested in, as they care about, or if not, then YouTube ends up losing its audience. And if YouTube loses its audience, it loses its advertising dollar. It's a very simple yeah. supply and demand issue. But So you got to go. We're going to wrap up. Guys, we're going to wrap up this fucking call. I hope this shit was interesting as fuck. I hope you guys really le- learned a lot from this because this is about an hour's worth of like real deep dive into marketing. Like this is exactly how we think here at Mass Mainstream Marketing. Um, Brandon, if people wanted to go ahead and find you, where would they be able to find you and keep in touch
1: with you at? Um, on my Instagram, which is Mass Mainstream Marketing, or over on LinkedIn where you can just find me under Brandon General.
0: Dope, dope, dope. So, guys, I hope that was fucking useful. You guys know where to find me at jmcdanielcanto under all my social media platforms. You can find me on YouTube, Twitch, um, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. I'm pretty much on, like, anywhere that I have to have a platform. I pretty much have one now. Um, so we want to create a lot more content super valuable to the end consumer, which is you guys as the individual audience. So hope this was useful. Let us know how we can help you. Give us some feedback. You know, Let us know. Like, subscribe. We will talk to you later. Bye, mate. Bye. Later, brother.